0: That's an absolute hamburger with a lot on the McCafe menu. Chris Stubbs from Wimbledon shortly. Richie McCaw, All Blacks Rugby Union Royalty. Andy Harper, all things FIFA Women's World Cup. Scott McGorry, all things Tour de France. Miles Fitzner to provide our gateway into a weekend's racing. And just as I sift through the Western Bulldogs texts here, Adam... Hate to burst the bubble. There is no Thursday night game next week. Adam, I know we addressed it earlier. Rest in peace, Thursday night footy. Andy, Sammy, do you know if Michael Neeser got any wickets after his big innings? Now, Andy, thank you for texting us. Cricket's the one subject we're not going to canvas today. 176 for Glamorgan, obviously, famously for Michael Neeser. He followed it up bowling against Leicestershire 1 4 36. Two maidens, 11 overs bowled. Uh, Mitch Swepson, another Aussie in that lineup took too um so there you go hope that uh satisfies your question round 18 is massive we got started last night with a fascinating game we've discussed the doggies all morning thus far but there's a number of crossroad uh, moments ahead of us this weekend and on its latter predictor season i think it's fair to say nick Delsano, afl nation's very own joins us on the line as he does nick welcome to you thanks for your time mate more than welcome lovely to chat as always we were just speaking, Jack Perris Now, he's obviously taken as a Cat B rookie. he Spent some time in the academy, obviously, at the Saints. So you would have had a bit to do with him?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really happy and proud of him. He's a. Um, he's come from a little way back, it must be said, and in the same sort of group with um, Mitch Owens and Marcus Win Hager that were sort of a standout in that you know next-generation academy um, crop. And then... Jack Parrish just got to work. So he's a fantastic story. I'm, I'm sure his mum spoke really well and glowingly of him. He's a brilliant kid and was extremely easy to coach just in his ability to absorb information, ask further questions and then prepare to go away and do the work. So he's sort of been on the cusp now for, it was like about 12 to 18 months. Like he's shown some really pleasing signs. And I spoke to someone at the football club about a month ago and I said, you know, who do you think's improved them the most? And when I was actually asked, him, I was referring to the senior team. The boys had been playing the majority of the year. And the answer was Jack Paris. And I said, oh, okay, really? I said, well, from where he was and where he is right now, he's had as much growth as, as anybody at the club. So it's a really pleasing sign for a guy that's got to work and gets a great opportunity.
0: Beautifully said. But what sort of wheels are we talking here? How fast is he?
1: <laughs> he he's fast and he can run for a long time. So I'll share a quick story And I can't quote exactly what year it was, but uh, let's say four or five years ago when he joined Mm -hmm. the Next um, Generation Academy, we spoke with him and his mother. And the first answer was, well, after Jack goes to the Olympics and runs for Australia, then he'll come and play football. (laughs) I thought, oh, okay. So we've got a bit of an athlete on our hands here. So he's quick. Yep, there's no doubt. But he can sustain that high end speed, which every AFL player needs to have these days. He can sustain that for a long period of time. So he's got the wheels. He'll be good to go.
0: The game last night, Sydney win it by two points. A lot of the uh, post-mortem in here has centred on the Western Bulldogs and where they sit and should they be better and are they maximising the talent they've got on their list? Are they imbalanced with the talent they've got on their list and their bottom six v their top six? How do you look at the Western Bulldogs? How did you view last night, Dal?
1: It might be a combination of all those answers, Sam. And it's It's really difficult to answer which one it is. Um, first of all, I thought it was a great game of football. Uh, that, that's the starting point and And... Um, you know, we could speak exactly the same about the Sydney Swans and the year that they've had. And if it was a couple of points difference, we're having the exact same conversation about Sydney. Um, so a great game of football. And then ultimately one team just had to be up at the right time. And it was Sydney. And the way that they close out games, the way that they can shut a game down in those final moments. And they probably left a few goals out there, to be honest. Like Bud misses too. Um, There's a couple of opportunities, you know, late in the game. So they probably could have put a couple more goals on the board. But in regards... To the, the dogs, my my take on it is what we're seeing from them now is exactly who they are. I don't think they should be any better, and I don't think they should be any worse. The teams that that should beat them, I think that have you know consistently the the top six odd teams have beaten them this year, and and likewise they should beat the teams that they are. So unfortunately, they're in that middle bracket. I don't know how they get out. I don't see enough uh, talent. Outside of the stars and Marcus Bontempelli and Pally again was unbelievable last night. But outside of that, I just don't know how they progress further than where they currently sit right now.
0: Tonight is huge in the context of the Demons and the Lions season. And it's been huge in selection with Brodie Grundy, obviously left out. I'll get your thoughts on that. And huge in the lead-in with Chris Fagan, just increasingly irritated over questions about his side's record at the MCG. <laughs> yep. So it's, it's got yeah. a bit of everything.
1: Yeah, it does. Uh, this is going to be a ripping game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go with my tip. I reckon Brisbane can get it done tonight. Um, I don't understand about hoodoos. I don't understand about ye grounds. Um, my take on the MCG is it's the best place to f- play football in the world. Uh, it might be slightly different dimensions than what other teams might be used to, but. It's roughly the same length. It's got goalposts at either end and you've got a responsibility to play anywhere in Australia. So <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it's my first piece. Um, within that, it, this is a monster game. And maybe we'll have some more clarity on who we think could possibly compete with Collingwood come the next month or two. Mm.
0: Um,
1: I think I've been impressed with Brisbane's last two weeks. Um, I think they've improved in some areas. I think they've been more consistent and spread the workload across the board. Um, I'd go back a month ago where I didn't feel like that about them. I thought they were um, picking and choosing at times. I thought they were inconsistent within games and had some real faults, both moving the football and defensively. And that's probably a consistency piece. And then the Ds, oh, I think I'm like the majority of people that watch footy, just waiting for this thing to click better than what it is. And you know what? The the threat is, if this Grundy piece, being out of the team, works better for them, I, why would you bring him back in? I, I understand that there's a huge financial investment. I understand mm. that there'll be a lot of publicity about it. And it's not like we need to tell Simon Goodwin how to do his job, but his responsibility is to put the best team out on the field. And if that still remains without Brady Grundy, then that's your answer.
0: It's an expensive mistake, though, and I know I'm going a long way down the path with that. Hopefully it doesn't get to that. And they had, if they were going to bite the ball, they had to do it now just to give themselves time to to yeah. see what it looks like without him and then, to obviously, to get him back. So it's a fascinating watch from here in regards to, to Brody Grundy. While Colin would have paid a bit of his wage, it's still a significant outlay. I wanted to ask you about Port Adelaide Carlton, which is big as well. So when when a side like Port Adelaide makes seven changes, I mean – is it How hard is it to find cohesion with this amount of changes? And I know they've won 13 in a row, but what's the tipping point for unsettling a side that's, that's been humming?
1: Um, well, I'm going to be at Marvel Stadium tomorrow for this game, so I cannot wait. I don't know the answer to that, um, Sammy. I, I don't know what the particular number is. I don't think we've ever done a study on what is a great number. Seven is significant. I think we can simply put it down as that. And you look at a handful of, of the names, like Charlie Dixon just by himself. Horn Francis, Trink um, McKenzie with that injury last week, like Ryan Burden. Like they're guys that have had some important roles and are uh, important players for that group. But by saying that, it's sort of hard to question what Port Adelaide have done this year. Like they've done a lot of really good things. Tom Jonas gets another opportunity, which is fantastic. Scott Lysette comes back in. Xavier Dersmer, it feels like it's been ages since we've got to you know, got to watch him run around. So Seven's not a great number. That, that's the reality. You, you don't want to make that amount of changes. But um, this group's found a way. You know They continually just find a way to get themselves over the line. And I think this will be a ripping game Saturday afternoon.
0: Yep. Uh, Stuart Jew, obviously the week uh, dominated by the news of his sacking as the Gold Coast coach. Now, you were at the Saints when Grant Thomas was moved on, when Ross Lyon moved on himself for Fremantle. It must be a strange time as a player. So take us inside the Suns dressing room.
1: Well, I was fortunate that the, I, I never did it. I never experienced that throughout the course of a season. My experiences with yeah. coaches coming and going were at the end of the year where you had a little bit more time to debrief or you were probably overseas and it was the last thing on your mind at times. Um, it must be a huge challenge and the upheaval and you know, just think about Stuart for for a moment where he has a full-time job. I can only imagine the amount of stress, anxiety, pressure, mental absorption that football takes up in your day and then to think, okay, I don't have to go to work tomorrow and my whole life is completely different, that you're no longer welcome and your swipe card doesn't work at the facility you've been at for a long period of time. So that, I think, is a huge challenge. And for the players, you've just got to buckle up. You know, Stephen King comes in, who I've had a little bit to do with over the years, who I think is a fantastic person, um, highly educated in the football space, and... Um, but then you sort of just get on with footy. Football clubs have an incredible way of just moving on and what you felt like would never change. Changes and then before you know it, you can't even remember what it used to be like. So they've got a good game um, come tomorrow night. They've got the Saints who you know need to get to work. They've got some more work to do to remain in the top eight. Gold Coast's last two performances haven't been horrific. I know that the Collingwood one wasn't ideal, but they're up by a kick against Port Adelaide um, and then ultimately get beaten by who we think Is possibly the second-best team in the country. So they've got got some things that are really working well for them, but this is going to be a significant challenge.
0: Dal, great to chat, mate. Uh, Enjoy the weekend. Uh, There's a lot to take in. Appreciate your time as always.
1: Always welcome and love chatting to you. See you, mate.
0: There's Nick Del Santo there from AFL Nation on deck for Port Adelaide and Carlton tomorrow afternoon, which should be a cracker at Marvel Stadium. Melbourne's weather today... Wind easing later. Thank goodness. Sheesh, she was blowing a gale at my joint last night. Partly cloudy though. Top of 15. No need for the sunscreen. That's for city power. Supplying power to homes in the CBD and the inner suburbs. A lot of text coming through. I'll detail those shortly. But we're going to go to Wimbledon next.